After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, let's let's talk about, you know, I'll start, I'll quickly mention the um, the Jesper Bratt contract. A lot of people were, were driving this guy to the airport, sending him to Ottawa for... The Brinkett's sending him to Winnipeg for Buck. Then my guy signs for under $8 million a year for eight years. That's the thing, Sam, that, that, really, um, that really got me, was that he signed on the dotted line for eight years, the full term. Tom Fitzgerald is, is just running circles around the GMs of this league right now with how he's developing this franchise. Signing Jack Hughes <laughs> for eight years, full term. Eight million dollars, and that's like almost like a uh, kind of. Is, is it not just like showing up Ray Shero, who couldn't get Nico Heischer to sign for the full eight, could only get him to sign for seven? Right? Is that a little bit of like, oh, yeah, I got you, buddy. Look at look at me sign all these guys for eight years. Look at me sign Timo Meyer for eight years. I, you know what? Just for Pratt for eight years. Jack this is Hughes. another. This is another podcast for another day. I think Tom Fitzgerald's success may bode well for Ray Shero. Maybe, but he can't get a GM job. He was supposed to be working for the Penguins, didn't get it. Yeah. He was supposed to be working for, I mean, I've heard his name for a couple places, and he doesn't get these jobs. You know, I, I, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I, Fitzgerald is just a much better GM. I, I did not want to lose Tom Fitzgerald. When Ray Share was here in 2018, when I think Fitzgerald interviewed for the Carolina job, right? Yeah. I think it was the Carolina job. Um, I did not want to lose him. And this is why. He is a phenomenal hockey mind. And he's he, – Sam, is there a better GM in the league right now? There isn't, actually. I think he's the best – like, the, he's, he's a former player. He played in the league. But also, you know, he thinks outside of the box. He trusts – you know, he puts a lot of trust in his scouting staff. The, the surrounding – you know, creating his own environment and, and surrounding himself – with great people, both men and women, just taking different points of view. And you know what? It's innovative. It's absolutely innovative. And what's, you know, you know I'm not a big analytics guy, but he has that healthy balance, like someone like uh, Bryce Salvador, who's played the game and can, you know, take advice from him, but still go with his gut uh, intuition and is a heck of a negotiator. I tweeted out earlier that, you know, I'm probably going to need a new Jeep soon. I got to bring Tom Fitzgerald into the car dealership to have him negotiate. You know, maybe the dealership would take 50% uh, of, the, of, of the, the vehicle and, you know, maybe flip a free oil change or something like that, you know, for me. You know, he's that good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's I, you know, there's a lot of really good GMs. The, uh, the GM in Vegas, is it, uh, is it McCrimmon or did McCrimmon hand it over to somebody else? I always forget. Either way, the GM in Vegas is is a stud too, um, and there's a couple other teams like uh, Brisebois in Tampa is a stud, um, but the Devils got themselves a stud. I think I, I mean Sam, like I, I kid you not, like I'm like it's Stanley Cup or bust, not bust, you know, because that's a little much. But I don't think do you so. Not ex- do you I not don't expect so. a Stanley Cup next year? No, no. It, it's usually Stanley or, or Cup. Or, I, it's usually Stanley Cup or bust. If you went all in, where you mortgaged the future, you mortgaged everything for that one year. These are eight-year deals, Nick. Okay, what if you get Buck for one year? What if you trade Holtz for Buck and like other pieces? 
it's not the end then of the world, but th then that raises the expectations. Yeah, okay. it definitely raises the expectations. I don't think there's a need to to trade for him, but there are creative ways to get him either. to New Jersey for that one year. But you know what? Maybe that question should be asked on NHL trade deadline. What's going on? You know, is Kirschmid the real deal? Is he going to have a sophomore slump? Is Vanacek uh, going to be a bust uh, this upcoming season? I don't think he will be. But no, there's still some unknowns. But you know what? Uh, Tom Fitzgerald, I think, took the right approach and saying, you know, he loves all his goaltenders and the ones coming up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, But this Brad deal is just sick. Like, this yeah. team can win. If this team – let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Sam. How many Stanley Cups in these next eight years? Is it one? If they get one, are you satisfied? No. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, I would like to see consistency, not so much winning Cups, but consistency of being a contender every year, whereas a season ticket holder, if you're going to put down X amount of dollars, four or five figures, in some cases six figures a year on tickets, uh, I, I want to see a great product on the ice. You know, the, the 10 years was just somewhat horrible, although probably the last three years we saw something snowball and develop. But the Taylor, you know, after Taylor Hall had that MVP-type season, the, the next couple of years was just duds, just absolute duds. So if, if I went back in time to 2020, let's say the end of that 2020 pandemic season, and I told you this is where we were going to be in 2023, would you be, like, how would you feel? I'm kind of like, see, that's what I'm struggling with. And I, I know I'm jumping all over the place. We, we've, we haven't even gotten past the Brat contract conversation. It's a phenomenal contract. It's kind of old news now. But if I sat here and I told you in 2020, the end of the 2020 season, the next two seasons you're going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and then this is going to happen. There's no guarantee after this year, Sam. Like, Vanacek could get hurt and they could miss the playoffs next year. You never know. You know, this is not, this is far from a guarantee with this current roster, but it's hard to say. It's Injuries not. happen, but you know what? It's a, it's a matter of how they won. How they won in 2017 and 2018 to get into the playoffs versus this team is completely different. The mindset is totally different. They're, they learn how to win. I mean, some of the comebacks that they had, what they did in Canada, basically, except for the last game where it was the second half of a back-to-back you know, on the road that they lost to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, but what they did in California, I mean, they basically swept through regions of North America because they were that good. And there were times where, you know, their comeback, I believe it was against the Edmonton Oilers, just the way that they were coming back, the way that they faced adversity. And I said this before during the playoffs, the more playoff games that this team played, the better. The experience. They got to experience a seven-game series with the New York Rangers, the, the biggest rival, you know, with the franchise. And on top of everything else, they won a game seven at home, basically obliterating the New York Rangers for nothing. Yeah, and, like, listen, whatever That's Billy a huge Dean's, accomplishment. Sorry, it's a huge I, I didn't want to cut you off, but Billy Dean, I, and I love Billy Dean. You know, of, as far as Rangers fans go, not, not too bad, but... You know, you can't sit here and say that's not a gut punch, right? Devils make the playoffs for the first time in five years and knock this, this, yeah. this first of all, a Stanley Cup contender, a team, he's right, a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before, and they, they get knocked out of the first round by this young Devils team who got railroaded in the first two games. Just looked like they didn't belong in the playoffs. Yeah. And you let them come back. You lose both games in New York. Right back to back, you just lose both games in New York. You go back to New Jersey where you dominate them and then you lose that game. You know, and, and you got, here's the, I mean, here's what would make me out of a Rangers fan is you got peak Shostarkin. Shostarkin was otherworldly in that series and you lost. Like, yeah. you went out and got Kane, you went out and got Tarasenko, you spent the assets. You're, you're spending this big money, and now you're probably going to lose Tarasenko and maybe not Kane, but I don't even know, like, Kane after a hip injury, I don't know what that looks like. And 
now you look at the Devils. Let, let's, let's talk about what's happened tonight. The Devils look like it's them and Carolina, and Carolina hasn't gotten better. They're going after Tony D'Angelo, which is like, what? Yeah. Why? And the Devils get Tyler Toffoli replacing Igor Sharangovich, which I actually really like Sharangovich. I think that's a loss, but not when you get Toffoli back in exchange for him. And not when, you know, Igor just signed what? It was like a $3.2 million deal. You couldn't, you can't, you couldn't give him that. Like, you couldn't give him that New Jersey. I thought he was worth like one and a half. So, you know, the Devils took a guy they couldn't even play in the playoffs in a third round pick and turned it into a 34 goal scorer. He, he is coming off a career year, but you don't have to pay him right now. You can wait yeah. a little bit to pay him, see how he fits in the system, pay him halfway through the season. But I will write an article later this week, maybe early next week, just to see if anything crazy happens in the draft, or if they make another trade. Yeah. Um, talking about whether they should go for the extension this offseason. Um, but either way, he signed for like 4.3 or something, something really, really reasonable. Uh, you put him next to Hughes or Heischer. And I think he wants to stay as long as they'll give him. Just similar to Halla. You know, when you got you brought Halla in here, Halla's a veteran. Halla probably came here and was like, oh, all right, another team. Let me see what I could do here. And then, like, loved it. Yeah. Same thing with Hamilton. Hamilton, I mean, Hamilton chose to come here. Um, and there was that big article, I think, from Larry Brooks about the emails that Tom Fitzgerald was sending to Hamilton's camp. Mm-hmm. Like, explaining how great New Jersey was. Like, Fitzgerald, like, did the full court press, got Hamilton here, and now Hamilton, like, I've never seen Hamilton love a place. You know, his M.O. coming into this, coming into New Jersey was he was a, I don't want to say a miserable player, but he just, he he had a little bit of an M.O., right, where, like, people thought he was this or that, not worth the $9 million, because I don't want to say locker room cancer, but definitely not, like, a teammate kind of guy. He comes in here and just fluidly fills in with the kids. He reminds me a lot of, like, if you almost take the opposite of Subban, but it fits the same way. Like, Subban is this gigantic personality, fills the room, it's the, the, the guy at the party, and then Hamilton's the guy who likes to go to museums, but the way, like, they're, it's, like, almost, like, opposites attract. Like, it's the exact opposite person, but it fits that whole perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he doesn't have a huge personality. He's just kind of, like, chill. Like to hang out, like to do his own thing. You don't see him at the parties, but like that fills what the Devils needed from their defensemen. Just like go out there and score and let like have no ego and, and things like that. I think that it's really, really cool, man. Uh, and then fast forward to this year, you know, the Devils they they decided to stick with Lindy Ruff, which as you know, I didn't agree with, Sam. I thought and the only reason, and I'll say this, Sam, and I think we we kind of really hit this on this on the head last year. The only reason I didn't agree with it is because of the talent that was available last year. The Barry Trotz, the um, Andrew Brunette. Um, there was a couple other guys. Oh, um, uh, the guy who went to uh, Vegas. The guy, yeah, Bruce Cassidy. Bruce Cassidy, yep. You know, and like, and, uh, and there was the murmurs of a Jim Rutherford in Pittsburgh. That was the only reason why I was like, you know, if you could get one of those guys, then sorry, Lindy, like, you got to go with those guys. It turned out that Bruce Cassidy went to a Stanley Cup roster and won a Stanley Cup. Jim Rutherford was never available, and Barry Trotz was waiting to become a GM. So it was either Bruce Cassidy or Busted. Maybe that was definitely on the table. Maybe Tom Fitzgerald had a conversation similar to we know he had a conversation about Matthew Kachuk, and Matthew Kachuk said, I don't want to come to New Jersey, right? Yep. So you kind of like – you know that Fitzgerald is going to have these conversations, but he stuck with Ruff because he probably thought there was nothing better out there. And he made the right decision. And now you're sitting here and, you know, he revealed today in his press conference that they're still, like, working out the contract. I think they're kind of working out the length. I think that's it. I think Lindy Ruff's probably trying to get a longer contract because, you know, if, if they need to send him packing, he'll get paid for those years. And I think Fitzgerald probably wants a shorter-term contract just based on age and, and results. Like, he had one really good season and two kind of mediocre seasons, not – the second season, I'm not going to blame on Ruff. Like, he had seven goalies. Like, that kind of stinks. But yeah. anyway, the point being is that I was for playing the market for head coach, and you were for sticking with Lindy no matter what. Uh, I don't know if you want to say sticking with Lindy no matter what since Cassidy just won a title, but 
it sounds like based on the options that were at the devil's disposal, Lindy Ruff was the right decision. And Lindy Ruff is the right decision to move forward. You now have Travis Green on the bench, which I think is an interesting pick. I think Travis Green will bring a different style to power play. I think Andrew Burnett kind of... Andrew Burnett did fantastic things for this team's offense. Um, the power play looked a little bit too similar to what they were already doing. So I think that there's... You know, I think Travis Green will bring new ideas. And then you got Tyler Toffoli. So let's talk about the Tyler Toffoli thing. Because the big thing... There's two Great big things. Great deal. Great deal. Besides the obvious... Getting a 34-goal scorer, a 70-point guy, one year left. Um, so many obvious things. Let's talk about the things that aren't so obvious. The one is he's right-handed. The Devils desperately needed a right-handed guy. There's just not a lot of right-handed guys. Alex Holtz, is, I think, is right-handed. Yes. So if you add him to the lineup, that, that's another right-handed guy. But Tyler Toffoli jumps current, like immediately in top six with a bunch of left-handers. He's right-handed. That opens the door for so many different things that you can do. Just It's just how it kind of works. It's the same thing with having a right-handed defenseman. Just a little bit more valuable when you have a lot of left-handed defensemen because it opens up what you can do. And then the power play. He had 10 goals in the power play last year. That would have led the Devils, Sam. It's more than Jack Hughes, more than Doug Hamilton, more than Heischer, Meyer, whoever. Um, actually, I don't know if it's more than Meyer because Meyer was only Devils numbers. But he, he would have led the Devils last year in power play goals. He had 25 points, which would have been third in the Devils. He's even getting assists on a power play. And this is on the Flames. Like, the Flames are not, like, a good – they were not a good team last year. They were all over the place. They had injuries. Nazem Kadri and Jonathan Huberto were just struggling to kind of mesh with that roster. And they were dealing with injuries. And they were dealing with, like, the, the amount of games played they had the year before. I think that – Toffoli can very easily be very good on this roster. Very easily be. I, I don't want to sit here and say a 40-goal guy. Uh, yeah, we got to manage that. It's definitely not completely out of the questions. It's not, no, I mean, it's not. he had 34 goals on a terrible roster. He had Lindholm, but I'd much rather have Jack Hughes or Nico he- I'd much rather have Jack Hughes passing the puck than Lindholm, especially when the, I think that Dylan Dube on the, or Dubé on their line, too. You know, you got... You might get Hughes and Meyer, or I, I would assume this is what I think the lines are going to be. I think it's going to be Brett, Nico, Meyer, and then um, Toffoli, Hughes, and then you're going to kind of play around with that third spot. I think Mercer might be there. I think that's like the obvious pick, but I think I think you're probably going to be looking at a Paula on that line, and I think that's that's okay. Because if Halla shot his career average shooting percentages here, Sam, he has 19 goals, which is fine, right? Like, that's fine. That's, that's okay for your third guy on your second line. And when you have Toffoli and Hughes, like, scoring at will like they can, um, I, I, I think you're okay. And then think about this for a third line, Sam. Something like, you know, I'm trying to think of who the center would be. But imagine if you get Mercer and Holtz on the line. Maybe Mercer's the center. Mercer, Palat, and Holtz. How does that sound? It's a formidable line. You know, it I all like depends. That. I mean, it's if Palat can, um, you know, come back from last season, I mean, you know, in the playoffs, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, but, no. you know, he, he obviously had that was groin the, surgery, too, yeah. in the middle of the season. Like, that's yeah. weird. It's hard yeah. to come back from. I think he'll be a lot healthier this year. He, and he also had three playoff runs that he was, you know, he's he's going to be healthier next year. He's in, I think next year is the year you're going to get the best Palat. Yeah. Um, and the year after you're going to get, you know, a decent Palat. And then the last two years of that deal, you're going to be kind of dealing with a hampered veteran. But I still think, again, yeah. they said so much about how much he helped them during his injury, just being in the locker room and talking to the guys and being there for the guys. Like, that is important. Is it $5 million important or $6 million important? Maybe not, but the cap is going to go up. It's gonna, it's it's not going to hurt as much as you think. It is. Yeah. The, uh, the, the power and then play. Let's talk though, about the Meyer deal. Oh, but the, no, okay. Well, sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying that the power play depth <laughs> is going to be very interesting because you're just going to have wave upon wave for that two, you know, that that two minutes, or if you're on a four minute, uh, you know, power play. Mm-hmm. They're going to be I, good. I'm going to write an article about how you split up this power play next week. That's okay. going to be a fun one. Um, 
and I've had fun with it in my head. Because you could go a couple ways. I mean, you could put Meyer on the second power play, and it makes sense. Here's the one thing. This is the spoiler, Sam, and I. you can't talk me out of this. Hughes and Hughes is on the first night. Luke and Jack are playing together in the power play. I have, I've been called crazy by my fellow writers for saying that. Like, you can't take Dougie Hamilton off the first line. I'm taking him off. Of Hughes and Hughes can. on the first line. Hughes and Hughes on the first line. I know that, that Luke is left-handed, so that kind of changes how you play a little, but only a little on the power play. Like, it really doesn't change that much. It'll change what they did last year because Dougie was right-handed, but you got all, it's not like you're doing it in the middle of the season. Like, you got all off-season to fix that. You just play towards the left side. You put another guy in the bumper on the other side. Like, it's, it's not that hard. Um, yeah, this, this power play, you know, I, I still think there's going to be too many shorthanded opportunities. I'll tell you that, Sam. Yeah. Just because of Luke, Luke makes mistakes. We saw that, right? We saw that in the playoffs. Um, Dougie's going to make mistakes. It's just his game. And he's not fast enough to kind of get back. He's too big. And, you know, I, it, it's just if Nico's not on the ice, Nico's the guy, the best guy on this team at getting back. And Brett's really good, too. So if you got Brad or Nico on the ice, I think you're in good shape. But, I mean, like, if you don't, like, Jack's not great at that. He's not great at, at catch-up speed. Um I don't know if that's by design. Like, I don't know if he's, like, saving his energy to stay in the power play and kind of letting another guy do that. But it's just not his game. He was really good at that. But he'd never be on the power play is John Marino. John Marino's catch-up speed is stupid. It's so good. Yeah. But anyway, I'm kind of going on a tangent. Let, let's, let's get to Meyer real quick. Meyer, Timo Meyer signs eight years, $8.8 million a year. Every, it's... It is honestly insane that they got this guy under $9 million. It is. Uh, thank you, Claude Lemieux, for not making this a terrible process. Do you think, let me ask you this, Sam. Do you think um, Fitzgerald learned from last year? Because if you remember last year, it was hard negotiation after hard negotiation after hard negotiation. Miles Wood was a hard negotiation. Jesper Bratt was obviously a hard negotiation. Um, the Johnny Gaudreau Neg- negotiation fell through at the last minute. The year before, the Dougie Hamilton negotiation, if you remember, that broke like an hour into free agency, and then we didn't get it official for nine hours. Remember that? Remember we yeah. did the podcast because they announced it. Like the, I, th- I think it was, was it Sarah Valley? Or what? Who, who announced? Somebody announced it. Or no, no, it was somebody weird, right? Um, it was like one of the radio hosts up in Canada. Jeff Bourne or something? I can't remember. It's, 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 anyway, somebody announced it. We went with it because it was a legitimate source. We did a po- I think you and me did a podcast on it, right? I don't remember. Anyway, we did, I think we did a Dougie podcast, or I wrote a Dougie article or something. We, we, we went full, full bore on it. And then nine hours later, we still have a contract or an announcement. And you started to question, like, is this for real? Or is this, um, is this, like, going to fall through and then it happened and then you got the Johnny Gaudreau like I said the Johnny Gaudreau contract last year the Miles Wood and the Justin Barack negotiations I think Tom Fitzgerald like he was like I'm not losing another negotiation I'm done this is and, and I, you heard you heard I, the rumors I, I I think it's different this time around I mean you can't compare apples and oranges this is my opinion what happened last because season a winner exactly you have the leverage right there because you at that up until that point last season you hadn't proven anything. The New Jersey Devils were just always a perennial loser, uh, but yeah. you did see the future of Jack, but he was often hurt. Uh, Nico Heischer again the COVID season like the first two seasons Lindy Ruff was really first one and a half not two because you know you had to deal with the COVID issues and then the following year the the goalie issues. We didn't really get to see the real New Jersey Devils. And then the team matured, obviously, this year and took big strides. They were the league's exciting team, young team. Who wouldn't want to be part of that? And, you know, it it was about two years ago, Nick, if you were trying to get Peter LaViolette or any other big-time coach, they wouldn't even consider New Jersey. They didn't want to be part of a rebuild. 
And that's what make. L- I mean, Kachuk just last year said no thank you to New Jersey. Yeah. But just up last until then. Year. And he's his cousin. He's yeah. Fitzgerald's cousin. That's how bad it was. Now, yeah. Tom Fitzgerald, it's like, you know, when you believe in what you're doing and, Tom, and you believe it in conviction, even though everything that says what you're doing is just a, it's not going to work out. Nobody wants to be a part of it. But as soon as things start to work out, it's amazing how everybody starts to hop on the wagon. Things happen for a reason. And, you know, I'm still bummed that they lost Alan Kachuk. But you know what? Like I said, things happen for a reason. The team is still relatively young. I mean, Jack Hughes is, what, 22 years old? Nico Heischer, 24. Timo Meyer, what is he, 25, 26? I don't even... 26. Yeah, 26 years old. Just about to enter into his prime, giving that power forward that the Devils needed. And obviously the Swiss connection. I mean... You can't buy team chemistry. Everybody can just feel it around the league. So yeah. it wouldn't be surprised if Tafoya, you know, Meyer will be 27 around. on opening night. Okay. Which is fine. He, he turns 27 like a less than a week before opening night. So he's still got, you know, paying him till he's 34. He's, or what is it, 35? Paying him till he's 35, I guess. 34. You're paying him till he's 34. You know, he... You know, he's got some Ovechkin in him. Yeah. Where when, when you know, a, a, a poor man's Ovechkin, but Ovechkin nonetheless, where he's a pure scorer, but he's big, and he plays a certain type of game. And later on in his career, he can very easily transition to a much safer style of play that'll avoid injury. You know what I mean? He just can't. He can't be Tom Wilson. You know, you got to adjust your play style. Um, But do you know what? Do you know what really stood out to me in this whole process, Sam? What's that? Pierre Lebron of The Athletic and TSN is the most connected New Jersey Devils guy. Like, he just has a direct connection. He always has things first. He had the Timo Meyer deal first today. When he speaks, it it means something when it comes to the Devils. He says that Helia Buck, not even here yet, willing to sign an extension. And that's just not something you heard. You heard the Devils have to take chances on guys, sell the guys once they're here, show them that we're building something or they're building something, and then they resign, right? Yeah. Now you have guys wanting to come here, wanting to pick New Jersey. That's never happened, Sam. Never. You know, there, there was always the guys who chose New Jersey for Lou or chose New Jersey because they won or chose New Jersey for whatever reason, right? There was Mogilney, there was, you know, or, or, you know, or Lou made those trades to get them here. Yeah. But there was never guys who were pining to come to this team. This team is fun. They love each other. And not like in that, like, teams have to love each other no like they like hang out together they party together they have a good time it doesn't seem like it goes too far they all keep each other in check they have lindy ruff who's the kind of coach that lets them do that you know we know what lindy ruff reminds me of who he reminds me of phil jackson on a lesser scale but phil jackson was like this is my system buy into this system i'll let you do whatever you want and the Devils buy into a very specific and hard system. Lindy Ruff's system is hard. It asks you to do a lot. It, it asks you to have insane endurance. There's a reason why Alexander Holtz is not in the NHL right now. It's not because he's not an NHL player. It's because the Lindy Ruff system is hard. And if you remember the last dance, Sam, Phil Jackson was kind of like, I just want to win. And my mm-hmm. system will let you win. And if you come every day, putting 100% into my system, you are going to win. That was Phil Jackson with the triangle. He was like, if you put 100% of the triangle, we will win. I don't care the drama that you're having. I don't care who's fighting with who. I don't care that Dennis Rodman disappears to Las Vegas. I don't care that Steve Kerr gets punched in the face by Michael Jordan. None of this matters. You need to buy into my system, and you need to win. Do you think I'm – am I reaching there, Sam? What do you think? I don't think you're reaching. I, I, 
I agree with uh, whatever you were saying. I mean, I mean Alexander Holtz. I mean, he scored some goals in preseason. You know, just but couldn't crack the lineup because he had more conditioning to do. And and now you know what I think. I think he's a little embarrassed that it was, but now he's working hard. You know, I think Jesper Bratt, you know, really bought into Lindy Ruff's system. That's why he got an eight-year contract, because he performed. And let me, can I just say. What's that? Jesper Bratt always wanted to be here. Maybe his agent was milking it. That I think that's more likely than not is what happened. Yeah. But Jesper Bratt has shown nothing but want to be in New Jersey. He gets a little frustrated by the questions. He does. He did at the end. But he always turns it around and says he told the, he told the reporters at the end of the season, you're going you're gonna to be stuck with me for a while. Remember that? He said yeah. that to the reporters. I think it was during the exit interviews. Like, you don't say that if, like, you're looking to get traded. And then you go back to how, you know, Tom Fitzgerald kind of sort of switched up his negotiating process. He gave Jesper Brett a contract, said, this is it. This is my deal. Take it or you'll leave. And it sounded like they tried to negotiate more, and he just kept saying no. And then... It, from what we hear, I think this is LeBron as well. He said to Brat, take it or you're leaving. I'm putting you on the block. And they took it. Yeah. They took the, because, they took the because deal. Because Tom Fitzgerald has the leverage. He always had he the leverage. Well, I mean, yeah, he has more he leverage. He always had the leverage this, after this season. He will always have the leverage right now. The Devils are a proven winner, you know, this past and, season. And that's wild. That is what, like, there's, there's, you look at what other teams have done with winning. Look at what Vancouver has done with winning. Look at what Ottawa did when they won one season. Uh, you look at, you know, the Rangers have done this before, but the Rangers haven't been as bad. Like, I'm talking about, like, the Rangers of, like, the mid-2000s. Look at, like, the Islanders. Look at... I'm trying to think of a team that, like, a really good example that, like, jumped the gun. Chicago. Chicago had a little bit of success and traded picks for Seth Jones. Okay. And the bottom fell out. And the, yeah. Vancouver's probably the best bad example of what you do when you win. They have Elias Pedersen. They have Quinn Hughes. They have Brock Besser. They, at the time, had Bo Horvat. You have a young core. So you try to build around them with, like, bit pieces. But you overpay those bit pieces because you think you got the young core. So you overpay Tyler Myers. And you overpay, you know, Connor Garland. And you overpay, you know, I'm trying to – I don't remember where Louis Erickson came in. But, like, you overpay these guys that you're like, oh, veteran presence. Oh, this is the thing we need. We need to fit this piece in. And now Vancouver's in no man's land. New Jersey's not doing that. Like, when you're adding pieces that are a one-year Tyler Toffoli where, yeah, maybe you throw away Sharon Govich in the third-round pick, or maybe he fits perfectly, but either way, he's gone after a year if it doesn't work. And then the, the pieces you're investing in, Meyer, Brat, Heischer, Hughes. I know Heischer was before, but Hughes. Like, these, the, the big bit players, you're investing in these players that are going to – they have a track record that that's going to last. Like Jack Hughes, legitimately could be an MVP, right? He got votes this year. Nico Heischer, I'm going to write an article about why he's going to win a Selkie. He's going to. It's, the history shows that when you get that close and you lose to somebody like Bergeron, you win. It happened to Kopitar. Happened to a couple other guys. Like you get close, and then they eventually give it to you. Um. I, I, you know, you have, these are pieces that, like, what other team has the superstar center, like, top of the line, number one, better than, um, yeah, we're going there, um, better than 99% of the league, and then also a Selkie winner, or a Selkie candidate. That's crazy, I never even thought about it. I mean, that's... You had a coach of the year candidate. You had um, you had a Selkie 
candidate. And then you had obviously Lady Bing, but Jack Hughes could easily be a Hart Trophy winner in yeah. any given year. That's if, crazy. If Hughes doesn't get hurt, he's probably top three. Yeah. that injury and then the subsequent month it took him to really ramp back up to being Jack Hughes yeah. cost him, you know, votes in that Hart Trophy candidacy. Because who was it? It was McDavid. It was uh, – who were the other two? I don't even know because I knew McDavid was going to win. What, in terms of Hart Trophy? Oh, Kachuk, right? Kachuk, yeah, Kachuk, was, Kachuk yeah. deserved to be up there. Who was the third guy? Do you remember? Um, I, I should remember. Uh it doesn't matter. It's strong. Anyway, I think I think Jack again. That's the point. Jack Hughes definitely could have taken that third spot behind Kachuk and um, McDavid. I think that very easily could have been him. Um, it, it's this this team is insane. But here here's here's the point. This is how I felt. I've been waiting all day. I was at work today when that Meyer contract came in. I was in a conference. I gotta I gotta crack open a beer. For that 8 by 8.8, that Timo Meyer deal is so sweet. The fact that you signed, Sam, if I told you when the season ended that the Devils, like, what were the chances the Devils are going to sign both Brat and Meyer to eight-year contracts? Where would you put that? Would you put it above uh, 25%? I thought it was nine or bust. That, yeah. I, yeah, the the term is sick. That's the it term is. is amazing. It is. And it's and listen. Fitzgerald did did Meyer a favor with how he built the deal. He built it with, you know, twelve million up front. So you really like buying it out really doesn't work. Um and uh, I, I I man, I'm just so happy. I'm yeah. so happy to be a Devils fan, Sam. I mean that's the point here is that you're looking at a team that is a Stanley Cup contender. I, I, I shuddered to call them that last year because I really just didn't believe that they had the right fit yet. Even with Meyer, even with Hughes playing out of his mind, even with Heischer, even with Brat, if Brat you know, lived up to his hype in the playoffs, like even if everything hit and you had Schmied, it was hard for me to see this team lifting the cup. It just seemed like that last year was a learning experience. And winning that series meant so much. Because you look at Toronto. You know, Toronto had all these pieces for so long. And say what you will, but you get tight. And then you see they finally win the series. They finally did it. And then, and I think there was a little bit of this with New Jersey. You finally win, right, after all this time. Yeah. And you have a letdown. And you, you struggle to get back up, right? The Devils and the Maple Leafs kind of went through something similar. The Devils were so hyped, so hyped to win that game seven. How huge was that for the franchise, for the players, for the fans? And then what was it, two days later? They have, they had to play Carolina. Yeah. It was like a quick turnaround. And Carolina was coming off like six days off. It, they, were just, they were never beating Carolina. It just wasn't their year. This isn't it. But now you look at Carolina. Both their goalies are up for free agency. I don't think they've re-upped either of them. Svechnikov's coming off an injury. Past year already looks like he's done in Carolina. Um, they are going to, you know, they just re-signed Stahl to a big deal. And that's a, you know, signing Jordan Stahl to four years says, tells me, like, we know this contract's going to suck at some point. But we want to win now. And they're going to sign Aho to an eight-year deal. That's, that's what the reports say. But are they going to be better than the Devils? You know, like, they, they, they dolly-walked the Devils last year. Like, just took them to the woodshed. And yes Rod and no, because they were coming off from a tough series against the Rangers. I mean, yeah. you can't really. I mean, but you can't take it away from the, you can't take it away from the Hurricanes. They spanked the Devils. Yeah, of course they did, but. You know, there are circumstances, sure. I mean, just remember how close it was. I mean, they had a one nothing lead in Game Four, and then just it collapsed. You know, yeah. it's it, they were a young team. That won't happen. I, I will die in the hill, and he should have pulled Vanacek after the first goal. 
He just, I, don't, he I, didn't think that, I didn't think that Vanacek should have been in goal game four. Fair tip. He just looked bad. Yeah. Looked like he had lost himself. Yep. And that happens. It, I, I saw Martin Brodeur in, I think it was game four of the Florida Panthers series in 2012. Remember, what, what, remember when he got pulled for Hedberg? Yeah. He didn't look like himself. He only allowed three goals. And they pulled Martin Brodeur for Johan Hedberg. And Hedberg almost won the game. And they went right back to Brodeur in the next game, and he was fine. Mm-hmm. Took them to game seven, won the series. They went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Sometimes you got to pull your guy. Sometimes you got to know when he just don't look right. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing I think. I think Lindy trusts his guys too much. He reminds me of uh, Grady Little going out to Pedro Martinez and letting him pitch to the, to Hideki Matsui, and I think it was Matsui, and then blowing that series in 2003 when it should have been over. Just go to the mm-hmm. bullpen, call it a day. I, I, you gotta kind of make the decision for the guy sometimes. But if that's the worst he's gonna do. I think it'll lose you one or two games in the playoffs. You just hope it doesn't. It's not at a time when it matters. You know, I think for the most part, you're in a good shape. I, what are your, you know, what, what would you consider? How far the Devils have to go next year for you to consider it a success? Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say you're not a successful team when you're one of the four teams standing, right? Well, I mean, it's based on your question, how far a successful season, you know, again, it's, 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 it all boils down to getting into the playoffs, how you react to certain situations. I want this team to still grow. They're relatively young, Nick. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jack, you, like. But we're now at relatively. Like Sam, we're not—they're not that young. Like I said, Myers could be twenty-seven. Nico is—is is Nico twenty-five or twenty-six? Yeah, but you got to look at Luke Hughes and and Simon. I mean, they're young. Yeah, going into their first. They, year. they have, they have. That's the difference between the twenty eighteen Devils and this Devils team. Is the twenty eighteen Devils had fake reinforcements? You had John yeah. Quenville and and. John Merrill, I think, and, and like, like those, that was your youth. And those are fine players. I mean, Quenville wasn't, but Merrill turned out to be fine. You know, and I think we're talking about, I don't even want to say his name. I think, like, Reed Boucher, who ended up being, from what I hear, a terrible guy. Yeah. But that was, like, another guy that, like, you expected to do something. Like, he just didn't have any reinforcements. And that's not, Gerald came in when the cupboard was bare. That was a bad team. They had a bad prospect system. Maybe the worst in the league. And it just takes time to rebuild it. But credit to Fitz. And credit to Sh- I mean, it's a lot of credit to Fitz. Of course. But Fitz has just been, he's just been nailing it. Like a lot of the, the, the Shero draft picks that he nailed are like, so at, it looked like he nailed Ty Smith, right? At first, it looked like he just hit the nail on the head and just got this phenomenal prospect. It looked like he nailed Michael McLeod at first. It looked like he nailed Igor Sharangovich. It looked like, did he, he took Brat, right? Yeah, he took Brat. So he definitely hit the nail on the head with Brat in the sixth round. Um, but, you know, a lot of these guys are, are Fitz guys. Mercer's a Fitz guy. You know, um, uh, you know, like, Graham Clark is a Fitz guy, right? I'm, I'm almost positive Graham Clark's a Fitz guy. And, you know, Nolan Foote is a Fitz guy because he traded for him. And Luke Hughes and Simon Nemitz are Fitz guys. Um, and, you know, I think Ritzik might be a Cheryl guy. I think that's one of the final prospects that, that can really hit for mm-hmm. the Devils. Um, and then Kevin Ball, you know, he came from the Taylor Hall trade and – Cheryl made the Terra Hall trade, and, and props to Cheryl because he held out for Kevin Ball, and Kevin Ball looks pretty good. All right, so, so let me ask you this, Sam, because, you know, full disclosure, we were going to do a free agency podcast, but there's no point, so we're not going to. Do you think that – let me let me look up how much money they have left. 
because, you know, I, I've been hearing some things about the negotiations about what's left, and I'm talking about the RFAs, and at least one of them isn't going crazy well, but let's just assume you sign the rest of the guys, and nobody comes in over too much. So the rest of the guys are Nathan Bastion, Jesper Boquist, Michael McLeod, uh, Kevin Ball, and that's it. We, we heard today that every other you, you, uh, unrestricted free agent is going to unrestricted free agency, right? So that's Miles Wood, Tomas Tatar, Ryan Graves, and, I mean, technically Jonathan Burnett. Um, the Devils have $10 million in cap space. So let's say you sign McLeod, Ball, uh, Bastion, Boquist, if you're the Devils, let's say they have about $4 million left after signing those restricted free agents. Restricted free agents. Do you sign a right-handed defenseman? Do you sign another forward to play in the bottom six? Or do you go after a goalie? Or do you hold on to the space and wait for this midseason to make a trade? Sorry, Nick. I'm drawing a blank. I'm producing right now. No, no worries. I'll, I'll go over it again. You're going to have $4 million left after you sign your restricted free agents. Mm-hmm. After you sign your restricted free agents and the, um, uh, like the ELCs come onto the roster, right? It, whether it's Graham Clark, whether it's Nolan Foote, Tice Thompson, uh, Simon Nemitz. So your choices are you can either use that money to sign or trade for another forward to add depth to the bottom six, sign or trade for a right-handed defenseman to give you depth in case Nemitz isn't ready, or sign or trade for a goalie in case you don't want to go for Vanacek and Schmidt. Now, you can either trade Vanacek for a guy like Hellebuck and go all in, but I don't think they're going to do that after what Fitzgerald said in the press conference today. And... Nico Doss is injured. He has a hip injury that he had surgery on. Good, uh, shout out to Ben, Ben Burnell from, uh, from our Utica, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our Utica reporter up there. He had that first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he made a good point today. You, you can't go with Tyler Brennan as your third, right? He's like 19. Yeah. That's too young. I th- but, you know, if you can get a I, – I don't know. Somebody brought up Keith Kincaid, and I want nothing to do with that. But somebody of that – like a Scott Wedgwood type. You get a Scott Wedgwood type. Is that what you're looking for, like a, like a true third? Or are you going for, like, a backup and, like, let Schmid cook in the AHL and see if he can steal a spot? I, that's a hard question, Nick. <laughs> I ask hard questions, Sam. I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I um, know. Let me say what I would do. And then I'll I, just want, I just want to let you know how hard it is to do this podcast. There's food all over the place. I'm starving, Nick. So my mind is just like going all over you the place. You could have full screen me. I, I got six minutes left. Full screen me and go chow down. Yeah, but you're asking me a question about the goalie situation. Well, I'll ask myself the question. I'll answer. I mean, That's honestly, honestly, well, if for one year, depending upon what you have to give up, I would go after Hellebuck, but I won't give All him right. an extension. Go eat. Send me full screen. I'm going to rant about that for a second. All right. Why don't you rant? Hold on a sec. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Sam has the perfect idea. And I don't say this very often, but Sam is 100% right. Go after HelloBuck for one year. For one year. All right. Sam now, now anytime I get a compliment, I come back. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Listen. No, you're right. You're right. If, if, if you can make it work, let's say it only costs Alexander Holtz. Which is a big price. He's a former number seven overall pick. He's still well, very young. But if, it's if it costs you Alexander Holtz, that if he does not fit in Lindy's system, it's not so bad. Yeah, it's not I mean, so bad. I think bad. Holtz will be a really good NHL player. I think he will be and too. I, but if you get Holtz for Hellebuck, or if you get Hellebuck for Holtz, 
and you just take him for one year, you take the flyer, and you let him go to free agency, I don't think it's that bad. Because, A, Fitzgerald has showed that he can get – he's willing to get assets for his UFAs. You got a third-round pick for Damon Severson. I think you can get something similar for Helio Buck next year if they don't want to resign him. You can go all in with this roster. You have one hole, you got $4 million. So if you turn Helio Buck $6 million and you trade them Vitek Vanacek because um, Winnipeg's desperate for a goalie, so you take, take him Vanacek and Holtz, it works. And then you still got money left over to make trades in the middle of the season. So if Nemitz shows that he's not ready, let's go back to the AHL, go trade for a right-handed defenseman. Or call TK Subin, get him in a retirement. I'm kidding, kind of. I think I, I don't think that would be the worst idea, but it's it's unrealistic. I think that the Devils are in a position where signing a guy for one year or trading for a guy for one year makes sense. It's it makes more sense than trading for a Hellybuck and then giving him a nine million dollar contract for any. It, it, I would do it for three years. Nine year, nine million dollars a year for three years, and that's it. And then, then you look at it. Then, then it's kind of tasty because then. So if it's for three years, you know, you come out of it. The cap's probably going to go up pretty significantly at that point. And then, then you could go ham. You could go for some. You could go for a superstar goalie if you don't have one already. Maybe, maybe you know, Schmid is your guy, right? That's still possible, but. I think when you look at what Hellebuck has done in Winnipeg, I think you look at the fact that he's 30 years old. I think the fact that he's not off injured, like he's he's pretty relatively healthy so far, but it's a goalie. Like it takes one hip injury and it's all over. We saw that with Schneider. Schneider never got fully healthy after that first hip injury. Tried to play through it. Didn't work. Tried to get surgery. Didn't work. Tried to rehab it. Didn't work. Nothing worked with that. Um... With that hip injury, it just never, ever worked. Um, so I, I think that getting Hellybuck for one year is the perfect scenario. It makes all the sense in the world. And I think that the Devils should try to do it. Don't go after Gibson. Too much of a risk. Don't go after... I mean, Saros isn't too bad because you got two years on that, but that's going to cost an arm and a leg. Like, Holtz isn't getting you that. You need Holtz a first and, you know, they're going to ask for like something stupid like Mercer. Like, no. Like, I think it's Hellybuck. I think that's it. You know, I, I know John John wrote about going after Leonard. I mean, I guess that's a fine, like, go all in, throw something at the wall, see if it sticks move. But I, I wouldn't do that. I think you either go after Hellybuck. Um, I think there's a small appetite to see what if Tristan Jari will sign a one-year deal um, coming out of Pittsburgh and seeing if he could stay healthy for one year. But I don't. I'd only give him a one-year deal. You're taking one-year chances on goalies, and hoping one of these chances that you've taken, either on Dawes or Brennan or Malik or Brady or the most obvious one is Schmid. You're hoping that one of these eventually works. Yeah, and I, I think that's a low-risk option. You know, I, I, it, it can work. I know Dave Singer was like, "What money? What money? What money?" But you know, you would have to. I just told uh, you how the money works. No, 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 no. He said this uh, another podcast ago. And, you know, you can get creative. Um, Who knows? Maybe you can get uh, the Winnipeg Jets to take on some of that salary cap-wise. You know, so it can happen. It can happen. I will say this, Sam, before we go. And this will transition back to your guys doing the draft podcast. Tonight was a worst-case scenario for us. Worst-case scenario. Anaheim just did us dirty by uh, taking Leo Carlson and not taking Adam Fantilli, who is by far the second best player in this draft. By far. Like, this is going to look like Quinton Byfield over Tim Stutzla. Mm-hmm. Like, just an asinine pick. And I liked Byfield, so it's, it's a little different because this one just doesn't make sense from the get. But Fantilli in this division stinks. It stinks. Yeah. And then... Philly gets Mitchkov, that stinks. I mean, it was either them or Washington, so either way it stinks, but Arizona, what are you doing? Arizona, you got years before you know what you're going to be doing, 
uh, he must have said something in Arizona that like turned them off, right? Mm-hmm. Like he must have been like, I don't know where you're going. I'm not coming over from. I'll stay in the KHL forever. Um, you know, but <sighs> Mitchkov and Fantilli being in the Metropolitan, you know the Rangers are going to do everything they can to stay competitive. You know, um, uh, Carolina is go- as long as they got Rod Brindamore, they're going to be a competitive team, and. Um, I don't know. I, like, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh going to be the worst team in this division soon? They're going to have a last gasp, I think. But it's going to be like what happened with the Islanders back in the late '80s. Just that one little gasp. Yeah. You know what, Sam? Bring Sidney Crosby here. Let him, let him play the hollow role just on the like the utmost degree. Like how perfect would that be? Crosby and Jack Hughes together with Brat or Meyer on their wing. It's not gonna happen, Nick. I know. I'm going crazy, but it it makes a lot of sense. He's gonna retire in Pittsburgh. A lot has to my wife happen. Is, they would have my to... wife is upstairs. I'm 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 in trouble for even mentioning Sidney Crosby to the Devils. Uh but yeah. This, this was a worst case scenario draft for the Devils. For the Metro in general, like the Rangers. Is Billy Dean there? Can I talk to Billy yeah, Dean? Yeah, Billy Dean's here, but he's too busy eating. Billy Dean, stop ta- stop eating for a second. I want to talk to you real quick. Before uh, I go, I got to go go take care of the baby. All right. Billy, can you hear me, Billy? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm, I'm telling Sam's yeah. wife about his wings that he's about to eat. So. You mean the oh, salad? Tell, tell yeah. Melanie hi. We love Melanie. Actually, I ordered the uh, bolognese. Melanie's the best. Yeah. Um, uh, Stephen has Billy, a do you feel the way I feel? Is Worst case scenario as as a Rangers and a Devils fan, being what with Mitch Koff in Philly and Fantilli somehow the stupid Ducks didn't take him and he yeah, falls to the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was really bad. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel? Like, do you, are you? Because now I look at it and this division. You know, here's here's how I brought it broke it down. Because I know um, the Devils look like they're going to be good for a long time. The Rangers can't ever not be good. Like. Dolan's going to do what he can to stay relevant, and yeah. they do. They have enough young talent. Like you, you expect one of Kako and and Lafreniere to hit eventually. Like yep. you, you can't expect them both to be busts forever. Um, and Laviolette obviously said that that's like a priority. Is, so thankfully for yeah, and you I guys. actually I and really then, like the assistant coaches that they brought in. I think it's uh, you know between Pekka and and Housley, I think that they have uh, some guys that can relate to younger kids, which is good. But then you got, you know, you got Philly getting Mitchkov and Breer yep. making some really good moves. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. Do, do you think, let me, and this is what I asked Sam, do you think, how long is it until Pittsburgh's the worst team in the division? How long until Pittsburgh's the worst? I mean, you have to get rid of Crosby, Malkin, Getzel, like, they, they're pretty far off. Getzel's um, a free agent after this year. Yeah, but it, they're, they're going to re-sign Getzel. He's, he's too valuable, that team. It's, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, well, like you guys just did with Jesper Brat, right? Um, I don't like. Listen, it, so who is Columbus the worst team is, in this division then? Oh, Columbus in, is in right three now. years. In three, well, in three years? years, I'm saying. Uh, I think it's the Islanders. I think the Islanders are the worst. Mm-hmm. I okay, think they have, might be. Outside of Sorokin and and Barzal, they don't have anything. He's still there. You go, Sam. I think that, that I think that's the guy the Devils are going to try to trade for. Sam. Yeah, and I think they're going to try still, to get Sorokin. I still wouldn't doubt that Philly's Philly. I mean, I like Ryan Leonard as a prospect. He's really good, and Carter Gauthier is also. But that's all they have, and you know they screwed up Carter Hart. They have. No defense. Uh, they're trying to bring Tory Krug, and he's like, no way in ho- you know hell. Would you want to go to Philly? No, but I'm just saying. I, think, I wouldn't. I think in three years, Philly <laughs> and and Islanders are still the worst. I would go to Chickies and Pete's. I know you would go to Chickies <laughs> and Pete's Sam. anyway for a salad. Sam, right? I got a Chickies yes. and Pete's, but I got a Chickies and Pete's by my house in New Jersey. So just come by me. Let's yeah. go Chickies and Pete's. There's one on the boardwalk down in Wildwood too. Saturday. I, Saturday, I'm going over to your house. Yeah. <laughs> but you oh, might regret that invite, Nick. But what Arizona did. <laughs> To not, you know, to take, you know, Sumashayev and I don't know butchered his name, but and you know him and him and Butt um, over Mitchkov is is crazy. I, I don't understand. Arizona is just bungling this draft. I mean, they obviously had to have been told Mitchkov was like, no way, don't even take. I'll I'll stay in Russia. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, they they I said he said he was just going to stay in the cage out for his entire career instead of yeah, going to Arizona yeah. or Salt Lake City or Houston or wherever the hell they end up. 
Um, one dark horse for worst team in, in, the, in the Metro. The Rangers? No, Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> if, if. Now, Rob Brindamore is a very good coach, and they have some That's very good That's what I said. If he stays players. there, I can't see it. But, yeah, if, if he was to ever leave for some reason, I could see them tanking pretty Taking hard. Taking a nosedive. Yeah. You could. Yeah. I, I don't know. Aho's about to sign an eight-year deal. Yeah. Svechikov is still one of the most dynamic players in the league. We'll see how he looks after the injury, but what yeah. was the injury? Was it a shoulder? Shoulder, yeah. And Capitals also so, like, are on the downside, too. Once, once That's um, true. The Capitals, post-Ovechkin, might just... That's all it is. They mm-hmm. might look like the Kobe-era Lakers. Yeah. Oof, it's it's going to be bad. bad. He's just going to be gunning for, for Gretzky's record, and then that's going to be game over. And then, then Washington is going to be like, well, we got to find another Ovechkin. Which, yeah, good what if they just traded up and taken Mitch Yeah, well, they, they could have and they should have, but they didn't. Yeah. Was, was that not the most odd signing that they signed Darcy Kemper last year? Like, that never made sense. Yeah, yeah I mean, they needed a goaltender. He comes off a championship. I mean, uh, that's why I was, if I was Vegas, I would have let Aiden Hill go, but they weren't Did they gonna, resign him yet or no? I think. Five million. It, it was, that was, I'm not, I'm not shocked. Yeah, he signed for two years, two years and ten, five, almost 10 million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was two, four point something. Four point six, four point seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd rather have. But now you got Leonard but, at five. You got Hill at four point something, and then you got Logan Thompson, who was your all-star goalie, and Brusquois, and you also have uh, what's his name? Um, they had they have five goalies on their. Oh, Quickie's gone. He's a free agent. Never mind. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he got uh, his name on another. Well, I wonder if they'll they'll probably petition to put his name in the cup. No, he, he already said they're putting fi- uh, four goalies on the cup, and it's wow. not Leonard. Really? They're not putting Leonard on the cup. No. no he they already gave he, the names. He, he didn't play one game this season, though. He didn't, no. Yeah. But I, you figured maybe they would have honored him with that? Cause they he usually don't. Been... When you don't play a game and you're True. not, like, yeah. a franchise legend. Yeah. I, like, I think... listen, like, like, and this would never happen, but, like, say Arizona won the Stanley Cup. They're going to put Shea Weber's name on the Stanley Cup. <laughs> no. <Or, like, laughs> that would be really funny, though. Jacob Borchek. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're, like... You know, uh, well, so it's, I like, don't think Arizona's going to be taking any contracts anytime soon because they just got screwed over with OEL's contract. They had that yes, buyout that states eight years, so they Which can't. Which is so stupid. They can, but they can't take another contract on now because of that. They just got screwed. Which yeah. is actually kind of funny. Only Arizona could get screwed like that. But, uh, here's Eisenman. That was like what? Pick 17. Didn't it, it happened to Vancouver, right, with the Leonard contract when he retired? Yeah. Like, they got. The, it, it's a mess. But anyway. I just wanted to talk to you, Billy, and see yeah. if, if the sentiment was the same for Rangers fans as it feels like it is for Devils fans. That I, I said, this is Anaheim's payback for yeah. 2003. They're, just, they're still mad at the Devils for 2003, so they're sending another killer to Columbus. I mean, I, I do like Leo Carlson. I, I would have taken Fentilli ahead of him, but Leo Carlson... like, he's a number one pick in most drafts. Yes. Well, all, five, all five of the, the top-rated prospects would have been number one last year. I, I, I don't I think that's... Yeah. They would have been over, yeah, over um, Slavkovsky. It's hard to tell with Carlson and Smith. Yeah. But I think Trantilli, Mitchkov, and yeah. obviously Fadar. Yeah, no, I, I mean, think that's safe. And the other two, I could, I could you know, because they took Slavkovsky, which... Yep. That, yeah, that doesn't look good, great for them, but no, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, anyway, I'm looking at this roster for for Washington just because I was Ovechkin, Dylan Strom, Kuznetsov's gonna be gone. Like they have Gustafsson, Connor Sherry, TJ Oshie. Like it's this, not co- good. This roster's real bad. It's it's gonna go. It's gonna the go down. Probably probably John Carlson. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they might be. Right. They might be the worst. It's Washington. Anthony Mantha, who just yeah, got married. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still has Crosby, and Crosby's not going anywhere. Yeah. I, I made a joke Malkin. that the devil should go after Crosby and try to make him play the Eric Holler role that <laughs> you play with Jack Hughes. I think it would be funny, but he's not leaving Pittsburgh. He's probably going to get an ownership stake in it at the end. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. He's, he's like, following the, the Mary Lemieux role. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. They're, they're not going anywhere. But anyway, guys, I'm going to go take care of this baby. Is Sam, is Sam even there Sam. to take me off? Sam is, Sam is Sam. here. Yeah, we got to get him there. I think he's to, finding his chicken wing somewhere. Yeah, he's uh, Sam, his you salad. Uh, you mean his salad. No, his chicken wing salad. His salad. <laughs> you replaced yes. the, the leaves of lettuce with right. chicken wings? Good to see you. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Nick, I think, Mr. is Mr. ready Nick to, to uh, Pleasure, buddy. He's ready see to be done. I did, I did it. I stole your podcast, guys. Um, nah, you're there. part did of the podcast family, happen? Nick. I don't did think so. Did crazy happen while we were on? No, I just don't think. What are the Rangers? Besides Arizona picks? just being bad at hockey. Yeah, by the Arizona way, by bad. the way, Nick, Nick, did you see the Devils yeah. play Arizona and Vegas in the same weekend in March? Oh, 
Yeah. Ooh is right. Oh, yeah, yeah we're going. Right. You know away. about the road trip we're taking, Nick, right? No, he's, about to le- he's about to learn about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell, tell him the, the road trip to, to Arizona and yeah, uh, so, Vegas. So, Nick, we're, we're, we're looking at the possibility of doing Arizona and Vegas in the same weekend, especially because the Vegas game on, on uh, I think that's on St. Patrick's Day, is, yeah. uh, is Scotty's birthday. Or it's at least St. Patrick's Day. I think we're going to have to get a charter flight. This might be a weird question to ask, but how far away is, like, where Arizona plays? Is that away from the Grand Canyon? So I've done the drive from Vegas to the Grand Canyon. It's a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah, the Grand Canyon would be You're talking like an eight-hour drive from Vegas to Phoenix or wherever the hell they play next time? No, it's it's four and a half. I looked at it today. It's four and a half, uh, a four and a half hour drive. Yeah, to to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You got to get a bus. Well, I was looking at flights. It's like an hour and 15-minute flight from, from Phoenix to, uh, to Vegas. It's a three-hour drive to the Grand Canyon from Phoenix. Hey, Matt, are you going to, to the Vegas, Arizona? I think, Matt, I think you need to go. You, you need to go. Yes. Yeah, yes. We, got new, we made a new friend here on the podcast, Matt. <laughs> Matt, thank you for the beer again, yeah. by the way. Um, hey, yeah, if so, you want to mail me a beer, I'll take it. Oh, we know. But, yeah, so, 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 Nick, uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend in March, Vegas... And Arizona, same weekend. I think it's a, I think it's going to be a good time because we had a really good time. When we I went might out be to, able to get my cousin to go because he that's his birthday weekend too. Well, we had a really good time in Arizona in January. We are so. going to book a 500 fan trip. Well, through this podcast, all, all we need is our private jet, Sam. All right, working on that. We got to get the private. We got to get the going. private jet. I'm going to be a Vegas fan. <laughs> Vegas in Arizona. <laughs> Kind of like right. I was. You know what? Vegas is a waste of water. Here, All right. <laughs> later, later Nick. See you, Nick. <laughs> See you, Nick. Uh, I don't have that graph again. Stay there, Nick. Stay there. <laughs> Just <laughs> freeze frame. Don't move. Uh, I, my wife is going to yell at you. Just like you know. Uh, that's fine. That's, All right. Yeah, let him yell. Beth uh, yells at Mel- Sam, too. Melanie, yell at Sam for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie's going to be yelling at uh, I'm going to I'm, I'm have a salad. See yes. you, Nick. <laughs> All right, that's uh, Nick Villana, BucksandPitchForks.com. Oh, the salad is here. Thank you. <laughs> the salad. A steaming uh, oh, salad. Oh, wait, there are, there are green <laughs> things on the There are some green yes. things in there. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 